Welcome to Coffee Bar Stories, a small town comedy and DTZ entertainment presentation, hosted by Dad and Son. Welcome to the Coffee Bar Stories with Dad and Son. Today's episode, we're going to have a talk about music in freeform fashion. We're just going to start out with maybe a top five or anything to get it going, different genres or anything. We also have with us today on our cast is going to be our co-host of the evening. I got double co-host, I guess, son. Is, Something uh, like Bubba. that. Reoccurring co-host is what he is. How you yeah, doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. All right, Bubba. Um, so I guess we'll have you jump in there. On, on the music scene, I know you, you get into some crazy music, but yeah, like tell us... Like, pick a, uh, a band or a song or something that is not part of the, your your main repertoire you like to listen to. Okay. And let's see how out there it gets as far as what type and weird it is. I'd have to say something that I find myself coming back listening to quite often is got to be pretty much anything by Pink Floyd. Oh, you like Pink Floyd? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pink Floyd. It's, I don't know too many people who don't. I actually have never listened to Pink Floyd. Uh, I, I think I've heard the song, the one song with the brick in the wall and something like that. That's I, literally what it's called. Okay, yeah, that's. I think that's the only song I've ever heard by them. I don't listen. You've to never Pink heard Floyd. the song Money. I don't know. Have you heard the Of Mice and Men cover? I don't know. Oh well, Pink Floyd made the song um, Money. Uh, We're swimming bowl. out of something, a bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard it, but I don't. I've, I've like I've never actively listened to like Pink Floyd ever. I, I just I, they're not my cup of tea. Yeah, when I first when I first picked him up, hanging out with the kid in high school, he was a little bit older than me, so you know, hence listen to older music. And he showed me "Dark Side of the Moon" by Pink Floyd, and I immediately was like, "Oh my gosh!" I didn't know that Pink Floyd was you know this good. <laughs> yeah, well, on a Pink Floyd tip, actually, with the that album dark side of the moon if you sync it up right i'm not exactly sure to, when i was told this is when vhs was out is you had to start it at a certain point in the beginning of the wizard of oz and the album you know and uh it syncs up and goes along you know of course you're just gonna have the video on without any audio coming out of that but you just play the uh album yeah i've heard of that where and it basically the song and the movie just completely sync up and you're like what the fuck and Weird. to be honest, I actually really want to try it. And I'm, I'm sure somebody on YouTube has made where it's completely done and, uh, for you and everything. All you got to do is just watch it. Huh. I never thought about that. Yeah, because yeah. that YouTube is, can be a handy tool. Unless to somebody stuff. got, you know, DMCA'd for it. But people See, are getting yeah, content but that, for everything but, on there. But for somebody to tell you how to do it, it's not. Yeah, I don't uh, think they could get in trouble. Everywhere on the internet, I'm because sure well, you if you're doing it at home, or something. you're not. You're not. Well, okay, I guess they couldn't do it, seeing that if they're a monetized channel, that would get them. Yeah. But if they told you, I think it'd be okay. If they told you, you know, like we'll go DVD nowadays and and uh, sync it up with your, you know, get it off uh, Spotify or yeah. Apple or whatever you listen to and uh, do it that way. I don't think you'd have a problem. It's, it's. I think it, it, like you said, it'd come down to more maybe copyright too. Oh yeah. I don't know how that would work because you would profit off it if you're a monetized channel. Yeah. But that is a good pick. I like it. But the uh, Pink Floyd, the Wall, the movie down. That's good too. Yeah, that, Mom's been that trying explains, to get me to watch it. That explains the album because the album, if I remember correctly, does pretty much play like the movie does. Mm -hmm. The uh, sequence of songs yeah. is the same way in the movie. 
is on now my belief i do seem to have found i am not so sure because i haven't clicked on the video to actually watch it but it does it the the time link checks out about an hour and 40 minutes of a movie called the dark side of oz after i looked up pink floyd wizard of oz so that could be like the sync up of what it is on youtube it's huh. well, yeah. I mean, they so, may somebody may even back in the day have yeah, gotten so. the rights to do it, Floyd or somebody, or maybe a associate of them contacted these people. They could have got the rights. To I'm do sure it. they don't even care. I'm sure they think it's dope as hell anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's how I, I mean. Well, really, how can you lose in it? Uh, for real, I mean, they're listening to your stuff, and uh, nowadays, and especially if you don't make it like their album, if it doesn't, they don't remake them anymore. Like, how else are they gonna get them other than buying them secondhand? So it's not like they're seeing the money regardless. It, but yeah, I mean, unless they're going to the places to buy them, to yeah, own and them, all, like yeah. digital is a whole night and whole different. And whatnot, yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, that's I, I get I get confused how that works in the music yeah, genre because everyone's going to digital. It seems, and I'm over here. Like, I like my physical media. I like to oh, I like yeah. to have it. And I like to collect it. I like to look at it. And everyone's That's, like, yeah. with my friends, I've noticed they're like, well, why the hell do you have so many CDs? Like, you don't even have a CD player. Well, first off, Janet, I like to look <laughs> at the pretty covers. And second of all, and second of all, it's I like to have the tangible media. Yeah, I don't really have a CD player right now or anything to listen to them yeah. on. I mean, yeah, and I have it we all got, on we Spotify. We got one out in the garage, but, but it's I mean, I like boombox. I have all these CDs now. Have the booklets and whatnot, so I can read the lyrics while listening to it and all that. And uh, some of them, I mean, the attributions, I can figure out who do, uh, who like who mixed it, mastered it. See if yeah. any of the other CDs I have have them in common. And whatnot. Speaking of CDs, the first three CDs I have ever owned was a Nine Inch Nails album. Yes, I, I don't remember, remember the name of the album. Um. I it think had, it was With Teeth. Yes, it was. It's the With Teeth album. Okay. Um, Godsmack. The Sunrise or yes, whatever. Yes, that album. And a Disturbed album. Which was... was I don't think it's the one with the... Uh, are you down with the sickness? I think it was the one before that one. It was like their album just before they got real big. I don't remember which Disturbed album, and I don't know if that's if the name of the Godsmack album was five. Oh, I don't know. Or if that's the name of the Disturbed album, but it oh. was just a V. Uh, I, I'm not entirely too sure. My I want to say that was Godsmack. Yeah. My first CDs was a Guns N' Roses CD. Uh, Megadeth from you, Dad, actually. It oh, was, my God. It was the... Peace sells, but there was the peace sells, but who's buying and Rust in Peace albums. Oh, okay, okay. And then I think it was, and this was a while back. Yeah, it was a hand-me-down from you after after a couple CDs you've had, but an Alice Cooper CD. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, the one with Trick Bag on it and whatnot. Yeah, those I, were I my did, first three CDs. I did dig Alice Cooper. Alice uh, Cooper is pretty now, decent. Now, I like a Alice lot of Alice Cooper stuff. is an old old guy oh, too def- he, oh yeah definitely oh, he he actually in my time my when i was a teen starting to listen to music he made a comeback in my ear you know uh, that's how old he is yeah and uh i actually saw a facebook post uh, recently and usually you know in the comments of facebook posts uh, it's so torn into so many different directions but all i was reading was the same basic bias was that he was a great guy and just basically was the nicest dude to hang around with oh, and talk yeah. to he he had a he had a drinking problem um 
the normal rock star problems but other than that he, he, as a person goes yeah he was really he was a genuinely a good guy he played golf Mm-hmm. He was a big golfer and good at it too. Yeah, and it's always nice to hear that, like the people that you've listened to and the people like you, you know, you know, grown up with, and like I like this dude, and like yeah. oh, he's actually a genuinely nice person because yeah. it's he, not usually that case in most circumstances. Because I know in a lot of cases, like the actors, some people look up to, in oh, real life, they're actually not that good of a person. Oh man, that's that's, I, and it's not I, all the I would, time. I but would say in the acting like world, it's. It, it's it's more prevalent in the acting world because I guess they, for them wanting to be on camera, they show themselves out too much. But with rock stars, we only see it with their antics when they're oh, yeah. caught, like yeah. overboard, like my era, era of rock stars with the hard rock bands, the heavy metal bands, mm-hmm. them kind of guys. Like the Motley their, Crew and whatnot. Yeah, their, their thing was tearing up hotels, rooms. That's how they, you, you know where they've been. They tore up the hotel room, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it got to the point, a couple bands, they, you know, they laughed about it on an interview, but it, it was getting kind of serious where they couldn't find insurance companies to insure me any longer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, to also flip it back on to uh, what Dad asked you, Bubba, in the beginning of, something that you listen to that's not really like normally what you listen to well considering like what i normally listen to is like the heavier metal like death metal and whatnot what i what's out of the norm from that what i from what i usually listen to is i really like bon jovi and um bonnie tyler of all people uh those are actually my two favorite artists ever and uh the slippery when wet album from bon jovi is actually a really good album i think that 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 was his big blow up album oh yeah definitely but, but i really like that album his fahrenheit uh 5900 fahrenheit was a had some good songs on it his runaway is a good the song runaway is a good song but yeah. the album it's okay too it has some good ones but you could tell that's like garage band now yeah. you want to hear a garage album literally where these guys the roxy and uh uh rainbow you know, just dragging their ass. Album rock stars, Motley Cruz, Too Fast for Love. Oh yeah. Holy cow! When I got the cassette tape, now you gotta remember, Motley Crue was probably oh, theater of pain at this point. Yeah. Out. That's what their album they're out promoting and touring on, right? I had bought or gotten bought for me for my birthday. They're too fast for love album i about crapped when i heard it because the sound difference between the two you you could tell this was like low budget whatever they had in their pockets to get oh, yeah, in, definitely in the studio and i'm sure the guy probably duct tape together wires <laughs> bubba would know you know what i'm talking yeah. about how bad they can get so uh yeah that i, I was surprised you want to hear bands the way they start out motley cruz album there that's a that's one I'm sure it's been remastered at this point. Oh, definitely. But, wow, the rawness of it, though. Wow. Here, I got a question for both of you. What is one band that a lot of people hate, but you like? Let's start with you, Dad. I don't know. There's really... I don't really have... The bands I kind of listened to when I... Or I did listen to, they they pretty much were the popular ones, or so to speak. Or they were offbeat so much that there was no real... Not, I ain't gonna say controversy, just where other people would just tell you they didn't know of them. I never really had any uh, true bands, you know, like, oh, I, like, I don't know why you're dissing them, you know. 
nothing like that. Yeah. Um, I never fed into the band controversies when they fought, got into it with each other. If I liked each band's music, I still listen to them. I inside buy an album. Yeah. I'm your worst. I'm the worst at that. You, you're not going to run me off from something like, oh, I heard this person say something one time. I, so, okay. <laughs> you know, I just don't care. So that, that always helped me, you know, progress with the bands and because you'll miss out on good album or if the album ain't all that good at least a couple good songs yeah yeah that's true yeah there's a good there's a good rock band that was southern from texas called junkyard now that for rock and roll that's good rock and roll it's just down the lyrics i mean they're just like kind of like party lyrics so to yeah. speak they're nothing serious and stuff and it's just a good that that's a good album junk the band junkyard self-titled that's an album if you want to listen to some good like late 80s early 90s rock and roll that's a good band yeah, i think mine has to be uh nickelback <laughs> and yes, I know, but also the the cover of The Devil Went Down to Georgia they did, I mean, it brought me back. And you have to admit, there's a lot of their songs that everybody, I mean, you all, a million of them, you know all of their songs. And it's because of all the movies you've seen yeah. in the past or whatnot. Like, they're ingrained in my head. I have no choice but to like this band. Like, Nickelback isn't bad at all. <laughs> I actually think they're pretty decent. I've always liked Nickelback, but the uh, a band that I like that I've noticed a lot of people shitting on lately, Tool. Oh, and I yeah. will die standing on this hill. Yeah, oh, I'm oh, one of those people that are going to shit on them, too. Now? Like, recently, I've just seen a lot of hate about them. Maybe they've had it for as long as they've been around. Tool. No, no, because they came out, and they were, like, rebelled at. Because it, it was getting stagnant with their Everybody wanted to either be grunge or the like Lincoln Park. And, oh, new metal uh, uh, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, they that was getting old. You, you it was getting. Yeah, I, yeah. I shouldn't say old. That's not the right word. Getting, getting filled up. It was getting. So yeah, these guys it was getting stagnant. Yeah. So Tool kind of came along, and they were doing nerd. It was like what? It's just like <laughs> Primus. What's why I, I known as Big Brown Beaver? That thing. If you listen to the lyrics, you'll howl. <laughs> it is, and, and people were like, "Oh, what kind of foot pedal is that for the guitar?" And it's like, "Dude, that's a bass, <laughs> guitar, you know." Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it, it's the one cool thing about the '90s was you were given a lot of weird stuff, and Tool was awesome. And when they came out, there wasn't controversy about them because they were just in your face doing this weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> Doing what Tool do, does best, I, I, I for whatever reason I can't stand Tool. I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't. I. I it's well, just we it's found not one. my cup of tea. I. I can understand. I can appreciate everything that they've done for like the metal community. But other than that, I'm not a fan. I kind of. I think the reason I like them the most is because they're. It's the music is extremely trippy. First off, yeah. You can sit there, close your eyes, listen to a Tool song, and open your eyes again when it's over, and you'll feel a difference in your mood. At oh. least. Yeah. because they they got weird polyrhythms and it's i've tried i've tried to play a, one of their songs and i'm trying to learn one of their songs but trying to do that without actually knowing how to that's a whole, oh, whole yeah. bag of worms but it's incredibly complex with a lot a lot of these bands do and tool did a lot of them especially if you want to get into guitarists there's a there's a multitude it just depends on what you like you yeah. know oh, yeah, i mean you extreme. can't say this guy is the greatest of all time i don't care if he can play everything under the sun there's just too too many out there doing too much yeah you know to yeah. say 
because because I'm sure me and Bubba can go round and oh. round on a couple of guitarists I mean, that we well, like love known and listen to personally. Well, from just being around you two boys, I have not realized how far out music has really just jumped and ran. Oh yeah. Even with you know our our well my friend, but you got uh, both of you know him. You know CL One has that radio station. Yeah. Even with him having all this music coming in, you know it's still I hear it, but I don't hear like what you guys talk about all the sub all oh, the subgenres and everything. Su- yeah, just how because there's subgenres stuff. upon subgenres upon subgenres, and that's not even just in metal and either. It's how, in like everything. That's there's what I mean. Subgenres for everything. So you can't claim. This guy's the greatest. Exactly. Because it, like, it used to be a fight back in the day, but you're talking 80s and 70s. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, well, especially in the 70s, it would have been um, Randy Rhodes versus Yingvei Mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, they claim Eric Clapton was really good, but I never cared for the guy at all. I kind of found him a pompous jackass. This is the way I always kind of... I didn't care for his music. I didn't care for him at all. Yeah. Uh, I have to be honest, don't really know any guitarists. Like, the older ones from the older generation. The only guitarists I really know are the newer ones. Like the Jason Richardson or uh, Charles Caswell, the one guy in the Buried Alive band. Yeah. Who's doing a lot of weird techie shit with his guitar. And a few... And then there's a few other guitarists, like, I know of. Because they go and play on so many different things. But I don't know their names. But... Yeah, see... See, that's where you'll have only a couple from my era that stick out as far as battling who was the greatest. Oh, yeah. And then I, I think I think that even died out somewhat probably towards the end of the 90s because all of a sudden they're just like candle box. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you name it. Every time you turn around, there, here's an album from a new band and oh, here's definitely. another album or a song or what, you know, radio play at that time. Um, coming out at you so that i guess the greatest guitarist type of thing kind of faded like away the whole super groups it's thing like too and whatnot yeah you, super groups died fast I, they're making a resurgence though. are they because oh, i the remember three or four super groups that just you liked every band that, that was represented inside that super group but it did not click or so, yeah or or, or did work and they didn't work <laughs> you know the music the album worked but the band it was just eagle to eagle or whatever oh, yeah. the case may have been that was just a one-off yeah because you one-offs th- um there's like one where it's like la guns a person from that uh a couple bands like on that era yeah. and uh style music got together and they made a super band it was rat was included and it was pretty good but they didn't keep it it was like that they did it and it was like oh man dude you kind of you know. blue ball me like that and just leave yeah you? yeah left me hanging <laughs> what's your what's your favorite of all time just your favorite band of all time right there bubba that's a top very five. how about this we'll do question top five and then how about if you can you know what just top five top five yeah just top five lincoln it. park tool disturbed nirvana and bring me the horizon all right how about you dad what are your top five favorite bands <clears throat> My most favorite band of all time would have to be Alice in Chain. But uh, probably the top four after that would end up being like Megadeth, mm-hmm. uh, Faster Pussycat. I like them. I don't know. It's hard to say because there's so many of them. gets muddled, you know, because I got my Hank Williams Jr. Oh, yeah. I got uh You ain't got to even.
and keep it to a certain genre either. Just all-time favorites. Oh, my all-time favorite. Hank Williams Jr., uh, Merle Haggard. <laughs> well, I could probably throw a new person up in there. I do like um, that up church a lot. Mm-hmm. So that'd be about it. Yeah, those, those probably be my top five. Would probably be the Allison Chains, like Up Church, Merle Haggard, and well, I'll put Merle Haggard and uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr. together, so they'll be in third. And we'll leave it that, you know. All right. It okay. kind of gets muddled after that, cause then. I <laughs> um, I have to say my top favorite five of all time are uh at number one being Lorna Shore, cause obviously I mean I'm a slut for Lorna Shore. I have been since they started. <laughs> like yeah. I can't. And uh, number two, um, Lincoln Park. I love Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was a staple, like almost all of metal. And yeah. I love them for that. Yeah. And number three is Bonnie Tyler, cause I love Bonnie Tyler. The uh, holding up for hero man that's an anthem and the uh god damn it i forget the song name but it's the churn around i love that song oh bright eyes yeah um i can't remember yeah the... I, I i think it's turn around bright eyes might Some, be the name of the something song. like that yeah. and i have to say for the one song and only that one song for number four rick astley because I, <laughs> I love that never gonna give you up i love that song and it's been coming on at my work recently and it's been making days go by a little bit more smooth. How do you feel? You're just randomly getting Rickrolled at freaking work. I, I don't get Rickrolled, dude. I love it. I, I love that song. Every <laughs> time it comes on, I will sing it. I, I love that song. I never get sick and tired of hearing it. Mm. It's, 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 I, for it, whatever reason, it's a great song to me. It makes you happy. And then I guess for number five, um, Enterprise Earth. Like, I love that metal band. And then the newest album they put out just proves that I'm going to continue to like that band because they're really good in my eyes. Well, how about, uh, like, okay, in the 80s, there was a lot of, of uh, songs and shit out, really good ones and stuff, but you don't know who the hell they are. You you could, the minute you hear the song, you're like, oh, yeah, and you can even sing along with it. You oh, know yeah, the definitely. lyrics, but you couldn't name them. Does that still happen nowadays? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Um, if you if if I were to only listen to the radio, that would be my life in a nutshell. Unless I was smart enough to pull my phone out and go, "Hey, what is this?" <laughs> oh, and have somebody in have it check it. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot, actually a lot of songs that I've oh when I'm writing with my buddy or whatnot that I'll hear on the radio, and especially if we're not using this oh, phone God. or something. And I'm be like, this is actually pretty good. I actually do like this. And I'm like, and I'm like I have no idea who the fuck that was. Okay, because 80s, well, especially what really got uh, 80s one-hit wonders going and oh, yeah. kept them alive and turned. And you ended up in time learning names of some of the bands, I think, but was the fact that they were using multiple movies in the 80s. Because, I mean, you've got to remember, teen movies were slapping you in the face between your party movies to your horror movies. Oh, we're switching to movies now? No, 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 but on oh, the music okay. but you know oh, okay. I get you know you know what I'm saying so for the 80s that's how you got the one hand wonders were were Oh yeah, kept definitely. going so long and so far. That's how they ended up. Because everybody th wants that one party song. There's, that one there's kids nowadays that are like seven years old that can you play it and they can sing some of the song along because they from the movie so or their parents like it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. The 80s did a lot of that and stuff. The 90s they kind of moved everything into the. This was big in the 90s was like. Especially with uh, in Black Salmon a lot, like uh, Ice Cube did it. Mm -hmm. Friday, whole albums of like a movie come out, and there may be one song off that album in there, maybe two, right? Three at the best, but there's a whole album to go along. They did that a lot in, in the 90s. A lot of the uh, Black Cinema did it, and a lot of the um, 
artists, music artists that made movies, they do that with their albums too. It helped them out. You know, do you know, put an album with it. Yeah, it took it took me a long time to find out <sighs> some of the names of the bands for some of the old music. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. Twenty three years old is how old I was when I discovered who the hell the Bee Gees were. Really? Yes. I actually oh really do God. like the I like that one Bee Gees song. I like a few of the Bee Gees songs actually. Staying Alive, Saturday Staying Alive Night is my Live favorite song by them. Or Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. I'll tell you what, the Bee Gees got some good songs. They're disco. They're good disco. Ain't, you know? Yeah, yeah. They had, uh, holy cow. <laughs> I think I'd have died because disco really sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but but as far as if you had to hear disco, like if you were gonna go somewhere and oh crap, it's gonna be the they the Bee Gees or at least even better. Like if you're gonna be, let's say you know you're gonna be there two hours, uh-huh. the best hope you'd have would be the soundtrack from that the movies, Saturday Night Live or Saturday, or Saturday Night Fever or or uh, Staying Alive. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be your only prayer because at least those are tolerable. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, your mother's a big fan of Bee Gees, and it ain't their look. <laughs> that's what sucks. <laughs> at least, we, uh... see, because that's what it is with Sebastian Bach from. Uh, what is it? Uh, Skid Row. That's your mom. I, you, you do know your mom. That's that portrait. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. yeah. She had your papa paint a portrait of Sebastian Bach for her yeah. when she was seventeen, I think. Wild. <laughs> um, another another group band that uh, fits that is. Uh, Queen. I didn't know who the fuck they were for the longest time. I think really? I was like 16. I don't like Queen. Queen I don't. I, I don't really care for them. Uh, there's. I mean, I know quite a bit of their songs, but that's because they're used everywhere, and I didn't even know that it was their songs until like six. I was 16. I only like some Queen songs, and that's because they are like they're very multiple genre. They, they don't yeah. have a genre. It, I can't. I, I don't think can't, I can. Yeah, you can't put a genre. Other than cla- other than classic rock, I can't categorize them. They they and, they went with the pads. They followed the pads. Oh yeah, they knew, they knew what and, to do. They were never forefronted, but they they knew how to master them. Cheap trick. You there's songs of cheap trick you would never suspect. You're like, man, that is a badass song, and all of a sudden you're like, that's from 19 what 79. Holy cow, that's, you know, rocking and all that. Oh, yeah. You'll be amazed at, at some of the band's music from different eras or way ahead, but you'll see the ones that kept hopping. That's why, like, Freddie Mercury and Queen and all that, I never cared for them. It just was never my type of music. I preferred the bands that rocked out more, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have an idea. Let's try something a little, a little fun here. What's up? Me and you... Are the most are pretty intelligible when it comes to this certain kind of music. Oh. Dad, okay. we're gonna name out a couple of bands that fit in a genre that is called dad metal. <laughs> dad metal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we're gonna try and spell it out exactly what dad metal is. We'll we'll give you a few bands. Let's uh tell us if you've ever heard of it, so we can confirm whether dad metal is real or not. Okay. okay. <laughs> um. So the first one would be Megadeth. Oh yeah, everybody knows. Right? Okay, yeah. Volbeat. Who? Volbeat. No, I, I I don't know of them. Five Finger Death Punch. Yes, I know. Of them. Um, Disturbed. Oh yeah. Metallica. Oh yeah, everybody knows Metallica. 
Um, who else would fit in there? Pretty Pantera. Pantera. Oh, Pantera rules. Corn. Corn. I know him. I don't care for him now. Neither do I. Um. Okay, shit. This is getting a little hard. Smashing hard. Pumpkins. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're definitely. Actually, they're back from the seventies. Smashing Pumpkin been around long. And they'd time. fit more dad rock than they would bad well, metal. Yeah, true. If it, 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 it quantifies. Psycho Stick. No. What about uh, suicidal tendencies? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They would fit in there. So would. So would. Uh, what's the name of that? Um, Jane's what's Addiction. They're good. Jane's Addiction would qualify as well. Hey, as long as you didn't get caught stealing. What's one, the name of that five. album, uh, or the name of the band that made the album Attack of the Killer Bees? Oh, that's Anthrax. Yeah, there we Anthrax. go. Anthrax. Oh, definitely yeah. Anthrax. Anthrax. They were. If if you're in the metal, you mm-hmm. you knew of them. But if you weren't, you you found them by MTV's "I'm the Man" video. Cause they're <laughs> they're they are the very 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 first ever to rap and grind their metal music right doing I'm the man before Limp Bizkit before Lim- Lincoln Park before so they were the biggest precursor to new oh metal. my god and the the lyrics to it it's rapped so horribly yeah I mean it it is white guy doing it. All around, <laughs> which oh, which isn't fair to really say it like that. That's not right. Okay, a metal artist it's trying right. to rap. Okay, we'll do okay. it that way instead of trying to pick on somebody. Okay, it's it, it's a metal guy trying to rap, so he's just like beast of beast of beast of great, and it's like okay, you know, <laughs> he's dancing around. And he's got this like the top part of the microphone pulled out of the stand oh and everything <laughs> and stuff and then then you heard uh like beastie boys that was considered rap that was not considered oh like, yeah like Most heavy definitely. metal or something but they were using like led zeppelin and stuff like that so some people it it, it hit with the white people right fast quick yeah but oh, it yeah, was definitely. but it was a true introduction into the rap scene i guess but the um, Anthrax was just pure metal. That I mean, there was no the the drums he tried. Yeah. <laughs> but it was more in your face, and he's yeah. trying to rap. It's, oh, it, it's the lyrics are funny. You got to hear the song to done to really appreciate it. And there's probably two or three different versions they did of it. So I'm I, I'm pretty sure that everybody has like a sort of progression towards how they ended up listening to basically what they're listening to now or what they have listened to for a while. Well, um, for me, it'd be going back, not... Well, yeah, you, progress, but, you, but pro, you know what I mean. As progress, well, that's not true, I guess, because I do listen to hip-hop, so... Like I how mean, your, I mean, how, basically is, what I mean me is, is how more so your music tastes have evolved through the years to fit what you listen to now. Because I, I can guarantee what you listen to now is not the same thing. It or, is, actually. Well, I mean, like, not for <laughs> better, is it? it it's, it's what Grandpa everything listened to. And he, uh, I, you know, so I grew up with it. I liked it. And I liked that wall country. Mm-hmm. And I find myself back at it with it. You know what I mean? I find myself. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. But I do enjoy a lot of my, a lot of the, a lot of the 80s, like we were talking about the, uh, one hit wonder types, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the popular ones, I guess. Um, 
90s would become more like Queensryche, five or six songs off this album, two or three off that album, that kind of deal with the 90s. You know, because Spotify is like the greatest thing for an old guy like me. (laughs) I, you know, because you guys show me how to use it. Because I don't, we used to have to buy albums. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm paying. And cassette singles did come out. I'll give it that. But still, on a cassette single, it's only the one that got radio play. And usually the second side was either made the song redone or added a guitar riff to it or whatever. You know, extended version. (laughs) <laughs> or a shit song. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you, you know, what? It may not even been a song that was on the album. It may have been something that was so bad it couldn't make the album, but it made the <laughs> single, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, but I do find myself going back to... You've also like, at least... Uh, have you embraced anything new? I do like that Tom McDonald. <laughs> I do. I like him because... He, he, he just says it, you know. Yeah. But there's a way to say things, mm-hmm. and there's a way to say things. I don't need complete vulgar, nasty craziness thrown in my face. I don't need you. Your shock, shock value's gone nowadays. Yeah. I hate to tell them the things that nowadays they do is just despicable, kind of, so to speak. It's just too much. I yeah, should say I know, I, I, I despicable is a bad word. It's just... Oh, so over the top that you're just you're, overly vulgar for no reason. Yeah, like I, I can name a certain song off the top of my head right you're now. You're turning that, that exactly. Yeah, you, you've gone the, to the, the point Nicki where Minaj song. You're turning people wow. off more than you're doing anything yeah. else. Yeah, you know, um, and for like for over the top, back in my time was mild, <laughs> very yeah. mild. Yeah, I mean we had the PMRC go, which was, if you don't know what that is, it was the, the parents against you know, rock music or against yeah. vulgar language yeah, stuff like I, that. I and uh they they ended up taking uh certain rock bands and trying to twist lyrics and all kinds of crazy things for them and they tried to ruin rock at one time and here they are, they bring in D Snyder or Twisted Sister that has probably one oh, of yeah. the most outrageous album covers at the time and he was a record album era. So the one they bring is this big you know 45 or not 45 i'm sorry 33 record right the big one yeah and it's got him holding a meat bone big meat bone in his hand his hair and it's what way he dressed back in the day for this album stay hungry album oh yeah and they tried they thought they were going to tear this guy apart and he's going to come in sound like he just you know was at the party all night type deal right yeah he comes in and he just burns them to death. <laughs> Speaks intelligence, refers to certain codes, refers to all this stuff and, you know, complete intelligence. And come to find out, the guy's got a degree, he's a graduate. <laughs> See, that, that was their biggest mistake. These parents figured these guys were just dipshit drug addicts, you know. Nah, that, usually it's that was, people got bored. It was pretty much what, what, they, what they were worried about. How listen to it will turn you into a drug addict and all that, you know, because that was a big thing through the sixties oh, yeah. and seventies. Yeah, sixties and seventies it was heavy that. Oh, but yeah, these definitely. guys they destroyed them, and what they got out of it was a uh, a parents advisory sticker put on. Uh-huh. Hell, they turned that into a damn banner for themselves. Oh, I knew. Yeah, they did. I, in my time, I wouldn't buy an album after they did that. I wouldn't buy an album unless they had that sticker. Oh, same. <laughs> As long as it said explicit, I'm in. Exactly. That's. Yeah. I mean, th- what they did was they made it easier on me. I didn't have to worry about was this a clean album 
Oh, exactly. <laughs> you know, or something, you know, yeah. I knew I was getting. And stuff. they they turn that thing into a joke on them and stuff. But that's the overreach. It happens all the time. It doesn't matter what type of music you make. It You could try to make the most polite and nicest thing. And there's going to be something wrong with it somewhere. Something I ain't going to like. Uh, oh, regardless. Yeah. That's, that's the craziest thing. Perfect, uh, perfect example would be Imagine Dragons. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I never, I've heard a couple of their songs and nothing that I hear is, you know, bad, I think. You, you know, I mean, I would, I would let little kids hear. They're very, very, very repetitive. They're like, oh, all of their songs cookie sound the cutter same co- to me. It's cookie cutter, tw- copy and paste. Are they uh, Quentin Tarantino type? No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's literally copy and paste. It's, uh, they're taking the same flow and they're oh. using that constantly. It's the same Whoa. rhythm, almost every song. It's. <laughs> It's pop. Go to what gets you paid. It's, it's what pop is nowadays. It, they're 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 doing exactly what Green Day did. No, what they're doing is exactly what the boy band era did. Yeah. They, yeah. They carbon cap. It, well, how many of uh, the those animated cartoons we watch? You know. Yeah. That that make oh, yeah, fun definitely. of that. that where it's, they're just carbon copying them. They just come up with new names for them every basically, time. Basically, yep. if you haven't realized that uh, if most pop music that's not repetitive is usually labeled indie. Yep. Yeah, it's it's if you wanted something that's actually like listenable, it's the indie music you want. Even if it is still pop music, it's indie, which because pop is all I think of pop now is the industry pop music. Where it's controlled by the record label, everything. They make everything yeah. for you. They write it all. You're just the face that sings it for them. Exactly. That's what I think of when I think of pop. That, yeah. Uh, See, that's what uh, DJ CO1 station does. It's all of that independent. He won't, he don't, he won't, uh, like the record label type stuff. Yeah. He, he don't play their stuff. Anybody can get, get to play their stuff. They'll throw it at you like it's free candy, you know, to, yeah. Toy stores. Oh yeah, definitely. Which but, is nice. But the independents, you know, they email this guy their music and you know, if it's worthy to put on and stuff and good he'll he'll talk to him. He'll even do a live interview or recorded interview with him and stuff. So the indie I found just from listening to his show and everything, there's a lot better in independent workers or independent oh, yeah, artists definitely. out there. Than they're ones that these record labels keep pumping out. Definitely. Oh, definitely. And, and, and it's the sad part is, it, every genre has something like that, too. Yeah. And, and there's also certain genres are that, like, metal itself, just the blatant metal is kind of like that, too. Yeah. And so is rock and all that other shit. I, you, you can't get away with it. That's why I love subgenres. Oh, you get, you'll get metal. You'll get metal bubblegum. Oh, it it's, sucks. It's, oh, yeah. it's Metallica. Metallica. that pop up out of nowhere. Oh, Metallica, Metallica, forefront of metal bubblegum. Oh, I After yeah. their Garage Days Revisit, or what, no, whatever album was after Black was, sucked. It, it they turned into. Saint Anger, was it? Well, was they turned, well, that, they turned into the uh, bubblegum metal. <laughs> they made sure they put out music they would get on the radio. Oh, they, yeah. uh, selling Cliff, out. Or uh, James Hetfield, oh, he was licking balls and wiping ass like a some bitch on that to make sure yeah, yeah, him yeah. and because if you pay attention, him and Lars Urich fought a lot. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff. And I think Lars is wanting to go back to your kill them all and ride the lightning type crap mm-hmm. albums. You know, get you know what the fans want. And what they're getting is they're getting, you know, bubblegum. Say anger snare. Yeah, there's, that's, the, that's the biggest meme right now in the metal community. Well, it's not even right now. It's for the whole time. Unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say it, pretty much one band that I can think of that points out as the cover girl for metal and it hurts to say it is Slipknot. Oh, definitely. At this point, they are, sadly, uh, it feels like they're just kicking a dead horse. I, I I don't know why, but for some reason, after the, gr- the Grey album, was it? Or Part 4, or something like that. After that album, nothing's been good. Do they, are their albums kind of like stories? No. No. It's not at all. Or or did they more or less kind of sell out to the man, so to speak, as that album? Oh, no, they're still... It's still all new See, stuff. See, because I'm, I'm kind of, I, I know who Slipknot is. I know they got that crazy look and yeah. it's and stuff. Corey is changing yeah. as a person so he's changing his style and the band's evolving with oh, him okay. and it's okay. just not in a good direction for the band itself mm. he's not as angry as he used to be and so he's that's not... what Slipknot thrives on because Slipknot is an angry band and if you're not angry anymore don't let Slipknot continue yeah, yeah, okay I at see least, at if, least you, let if you really die. want to change that much it's time yeah. to maybe Pursue a different avenue with your music taste. Maybe that you just want to stick do. with because uh, he's doing that whole uh, solo work and whatnot. Maybe he should just stick with Stone Sour. Well, Stone maybe, Sour, maybe his solo stuff. In, in the just Stone Sour. Slipknot name as the band, and then name it a different name, and you know, going into what you want your he new style. That, I mean, I mean, I really don't know because you you're going to kill yourself one of two ways. Either way, you kind of go. Yeah. Either. You, you stick with the name and you go in and trying new things because bands have done it and it some have survived some have not and some fans will leave you right off the bat oh, some yeah. will listen and grit their teeth and hope and bear it you got others that oh okay yeah this is pretty good you know that yeah. are so die hard so die hearted yeah they'll they'll stick with it but it's you're gonna do it with a name change you get the same effect yeah, you're gonna lose people from people not really knowing no longer. You while well, they quit, you know they don't know about the new stuff. Yeah. Well, um. Also, I think another band that's kind of you know like repetitive and whatnot. You really don't care for them at all, Bubba. Is uh, Rings of Saturn. Um, they're it, uh, they're they're technical death metal is what they are, and the the whole shtick about it is is the guitar is really fast. Just solos everywhere and whatnot, and it kind of sounds like you're in space. That's okay. the gimmick, and I'm—I I'm, really don't want to get into the guitarist, the lead guitarist, because he's just—well—he's just, eh. So, what, what, well, what you run into on repetitiveness, there's some bands that will not get away from what they perceived that worked. It worked for a moment, but that moment's come and gone but you're still just pumping it down people's damn throats. I know there's quite a few that still, yes, I understand you got a sound that you try to stick with as a band, but some of them, it's almost like all you did was change two riffs in, a, in the words. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> literally, literally. And, and, That's and a big crazy point of what part, I was going to bring up. Or you added two riffs in the beginning, you know, instead of it yeah. starting out this, this way, now it's coming in crashing. 
Yeah, Five Finger uh, Death Punch. I, yeah, because Rings of Saturn, if you listen to their albums, if you just listen to like one song from each album, you're like, this all sounds the same. Because it's literally basically solo garbage, fucking guitar vomit, and fast drums, guitar vomit. So, so fast ba- drums. So, ba- so uh, it's just repetitive. So basically, it'd be more like for like with my parents and and well, my you know your grandparents and them would noise would it would just yeah like uh, like uh, Slayer and them they would consider that that that's not even music period at all. There is yeah. no music to this. It's yeah. just like one guy's beating the shit out of this. Another guy's just grinding just the crap out of that. that yeah. This dude, this dude's up and well, at the time with Slayer, up and down, up and down with the voice, you know. Oh yeah. It, to them, it sounds like jargon. Yeah. I can see. Yeah, I mean, and stuff. If you're not a fan of metal, it is not one. It's not a kind thing to hear, especially in another room. It's, oh yeah. Good lord, when they're playing it kind of loud. I know for certain. Uh, when I was young, up. Band that I was scared of, and I was—I used to be terrified of metal because it was loud. Oh, okay. So I used to be scared of metal, and one song that scared me more than all of them was uh, Rammstein. <coughs> what? Rammstein's Duhast? Is it because it was the crap language? language? It's because it Wrong. was bassy. It's because the dude had a deep, growly voice, and the only thing I knew as a kid was what the hell. Oh, Ron. Yeah. They're Be- great. Yeah. See, I liked it because when it was in, um, oh, what is that? Triple uh, X. When I first heard, I heard of it in Triple X. And then our cousin, it would be your second cousin, my first cousin, Bobby. Uh, he had, uh, when he was over in Germany, stationed in the military in peacetime and everything. So he got to run around and do all kinds of stuff. So he knew who that band was. And he was like, man, check this out. He had brought back from Germany two of their albums huh. holy <laughs> cow that the 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 one song that's in the movie uh do Oz, that yeah. that rock that's a badass song there are other ones they're everywhere you got ones that will blow your shorts off that how hard they're grinding uh-huh. but all of a sudden the metal stops and then there's that acoustic the, guitar coming no in. no no the, the that that psychotic synthesizer they got it's like and it's i mean it is basically basically finland and everybody must have took their licks from them because their albums because you figure at this time this is early albums i think he came back in he came back in 90 because he's quite uh, about six seven years older five six seven years older than i am and he brought back with him you know and this is on cassette not on cd yet he brought that back from germany i couldn't even read the lyrics yeah. i tried to they're all in german and everything. <laughs> i could be, be in german you think we could but no but he can speak german yeah um in real german i mean he learned it from the people but because uh, he left the base but i'll tell you what man now Rammstein is badass bad i want to see them live oh me too there's a quite I a give few different bands that right now i want to see live and they just keep putting it they don't quit. I'll give it to the band. They've been, oh, yeah, definitely. You figured they're from the 80s. They well, gotta yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still, I, I I, would consider if anything on the German end of music, i probably consider for what they do, probably pioneers. Oh, yeah, definitely. By far. Because I imagine by now they're probably flooded in Germany with their style of music. Oh, probably. Uh, one, one song that I really, really like by Rammstein actually isn't even metal at all it's actually i think a fairy tale possibly <laughs> i it's it's either a bedtime tale 
or a fairy tale that they tell kids. And the, uh, the song is called Mine Hearts Brent. <laughs> oh, I don't and know what that it's is. Very, it's like spoken word. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's got some. Is it soothing? S- yes, and it's got like piano, okay. and all that to it. And the whole time in the video, it's 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 a scary ass video, because dudes wearing makeup. He's a scary looking <laughs> dude to begin with. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he's wearing makeup. He's got like charcoal on his teeth, and oh, he's like always. missing one of them. And he stops, and he's just yes, he videos oh, yeah. smiles really and stares dead into the camera. I was like, yeah, yes, he videos have come a long way. It, oh, it yeah, used definitely. to be my era, especially like the, when MTV really played videos. You know, all it was was guys on stage at concerts is basically a lot of their footage make a video for rock rock bands not all the others but for yeah. rock bands that's basically all they ever did yeah uh-huh. you didn't you didn't see ones really start getting theatric probably probably late 90s maybe yeah. two around it's probably into the sometime 2000 and on they started really doing one band that didn't make music videos like that but they ended up making like animations Instead, to go along with it, yes, like disturb, yeah, yeah. Some band, yeah. See, you start seeing some of the evolution. They started getting away from it because even Limp Biscuit, a lot of theirs. But I think Fred Dirt's though also has an ego he had to feed that was ungodly. Because if you pay attention to their videos, besides he's all, always a, the main person, right? But it's either crowd-worthy type of a video, as in concerts. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, just elaborate stages with them surrounded, or they're crowded around by tons of people in the street, you know, oh, like yeah. rolling and stuff yeah. like that. You know, you could tell Fred Durst was big. They did a little bit type of different videos because they tried to do some of like what the rappers were doing and trying to do i guess whatever they they perceive their generation x look and style is supposed to be with the stuff they're wearing right yeah and you you look at them and it's nothing but crowds around all the time in every video there's always it's either concert video footage or it's them around, with crowds around them oh yeah definitely. yeah jumping up down half of them looking like red dirts one of them uh that may uh, a video that that reminds me of is the, uh, I think it's Chop Suey. <laughs> yeah. My System of a Down, yeah. that music video. They're surrounded on a stage, and they got all these people reaching up for the guitar, the weird camera angles. Oh, yeah, it's it's a goofy-ass video. I tell you, the, the, the title, yeah, the video and the title are goofy, but the song is badass. Oh, oh yeah. I give, it, I give that two thumbs up. That's a good-ass song. But they were very good at making weird, it's not like weird weird because it's it's good shit everybody everybody loves system of down let's be real yeah Yeah. but they're goofy about it oh yeah some of the songs are goofy the Mm -hmm. names are goofy but the lyrics are super serious but they they don't be singing it like that they they're singing like it's weird just goofy rock yeah but the lyrics are so seriously deep like i had to sit and read one of the lyrics out for the song one time and I was like ain't no way I didn't know that this song was actually about Tenement Square <laughs> oh shit yeah. or uh, Chop Suey I didn't know that that was about the bombs in Baghdad are you sure it's about Chop Suey is that is... no that's Chop Suey is about the suicide yeah that's uh, 
Chapsuza suicide one. That's where they pull up to the stage, and it's the stage out in the desert. You're thinking of bring your own bomb. Byob. Yep. Yeah. 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 Because Chapsuza is the one. It's the one where they drive up to the stage and. It's like out in the desert, and they yeah. start just kicking ass. I mean, these speakers are got ungodly huge. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, song... I watched a bunch of music videos by them. They're all pretty, pretty good, pretty weird. Yeah, you well, well, Megadeth. Look at them. You you read his lyrics. Mm-hmm. That he's well, they're besides he he's very intelligent for one, but he's he, the vocabulary he uses oh, yeah. is so over the top of people's heads and ain't funny half the time mm-hmm. and stuff you'll find there's quite a few bands that can do that kind of shit pull it off well and then you got others that that you know they got to dumb their music down oh yeah yeah i feel like dream yeah. theater for me at least should dumb their guitars down because <laughs> holy shit dream theater is good dream theater is not bad i do like dream theater but i can't listen to dream theater if you know what i mean like I, I like Dream Theater and everything, but I'm not gonna actively go out and seek me some Dream Theater to listen to. Like if it's playing, it, it, I'm it, not gonna it, turn. Tail. It can find me. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's playing, sure, I ain't changing it, but I ain't gonna turn it on. Well, I, you could, and I feel like I'm like that with a lot of things too. Well, that, that's why, like with Spotify, you get to pick your make a list and stuff. Oh, yeah, I did that. That that helps out, but there. There's things to add all the time, though. Mm-hmm. My my playlist is almost full. It's about like nine thousand something songs. Oh, the limit's at ten thousand. Like, <laughs> like there's always something new to add, man. I hate this. Well, for me, a lot of it's. Uh, oh man, I remember this one. Yeah. Click. You get that Oh lucky. man, I can't believe there's that one. Click. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it goes for me. I, that I, the, the, between that and my podcast, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised they ain't charging me double a month anymore yet <laughs> for as much as i use it at work at least nah it's one fluffy and uh it's nice yeah it is it's real nice but i'm not advertising for them so no we're not i think we're gonna take a break here and in the next segment we'll talk about some other stuff so we'll be right back Rebel radio show monday nights at 7 p.m central time dj co1 Welcome back. All right, now, I'm going to give my boys a subject that I want them to give me their top three. Top three, boys. Paraphernalia you like to use when you smoke pot. All right, it's it, an easy one. Is it easy? Oh, good. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, Bubba, we'll let Bubba go first. So, All Bubba, right. you take it. Okay, so the first one, I'm going to have to say bong. Bong? Any types of bongs, like glass, plastic? Preferably at least a two-tree uh, perk filter. So that'd be glass, most likely? Yeah, glass. Okay. At and least two-tree perk filter. I, I have a straight one. Yeah. Okay. It's it hits like a train. Oh yeah, it does. Oh, okay. So, it's nice. what would your second one be then? Bubbler. The bubbler. Yeah, it's like yeah, a the, the water bowl with uh, water in it. Oh, okay. And eh, I don't know how rare they are, but those are good, just because you don't get scoobied. Okay. Yeah. 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 For for, for the layman, that's a uh, get the that tar resin oh, shooting yeah, into definitely. your mouth. So, <laughs> it, it you didn't know. And then a good old blunt has got to be the okay, last the, one because everybody wants a good old blunt. Good Every once in a while, yeah. All um, right, son, you're up. I think my uh, number one would have to be a uh, bong because I love me a good bong. And um, number two would have to be uh, chillum because uh, I like the chillums. I don't, I don't, I don't want necessarily want something as small as a pinch hitter. 
but I don't want a bowl. So right. the chillum being a nice like midway is a lot yeah, easier for yeah. me. Yeah, and for people who don't know the, what a chillum is, it, it's basically a bowl that's straight across like yeah. a pinch hitter that you load. It's just a bowl. It's close to having a, I guess, a bowl size, a small bowl size, we'll say. Yeah. And, and then, now what's your third, son? I'd have to agree with uh, Bubba over there on a blunt because who doesn't love a good old blunt? I, and sadly, it, <laughs> I can I can roll a blunt, but I can't roll a joint. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know quite a few people agree with you on that. I'm sure of that. What about you? All right, my three. I'm, my most favorite one probably is just a good old-fashioned bowl, just a regular top head bowl oh yeah uh, I do like pinch hitters that's more on the edge of besides saving the weed it'd be more for uh, affordability of it yeah and then uh, probably my third would be a bomb and stuff I, I do like joints I don't care for blunts as much but I do a joint sorry but my third would definitely be the bongs because mm -hmm. I do I used to have some crazy bongs I tell you my most favorite bong and what to use in it would be my I had a porcelain bong it's like a skeleton type bong yeah that could take ice cubes regular out of your freezer ice cubes that you'd make up yourself it would fit down the neck of it into there and it's porcelain so it kept it ice cold I'd top it off with maybe a little water every blue moon if somebody went here to bubbling yeah. but every but most of the time or all the time for me i just dropped the ice cubes in smoothest hit you'll ever have you could put the most dirtiest weed you can find in there i'm talking ditch weed you just <laughs> seen it growing on the side of the road on a country road and pulled over and pulled it right yeah you could hit that in that bong with that ice and never caught no, it was that nice. smooth that thing in the whole bong, your hand would get cold off that porcelain at a point. The whole bong was porcelain. It, it'd get that cold with that ice. I'd put about three ice cubes in there, I believe. And, of course, after it melted, eventually, it would, uh, you know, bubble and be a bong again. Oh, yeah. Actually, with the snow being out there, I'm really uh, sad that I broke the uh, bowl to the, the bong you have because uh, we could have just filled your bong up with snow. Yeah. That would have been a great hit. Yeah. We could have. Yeah, too bad I have a little Butterfingers. Oh, Good yeah. thing, though, the bowl, is it's only five bucks, so I'm, I'm probably going to actually get a new one soon, really soon, to replace now, it on there. Now, I do got a question for both of you, and I'll name off who goes first, but the question, now, is there any new smoking apparatus that has come out, like, you know, bongs and whatnot, it's like that. Is there anything new that has come out that you would like to try? And uh, uh, we'll throw it to Bubba first. Yes. And I guess I kind of have tried it, but it doesn't really count because I want my own. And that was uh, a puff cup. And someone over there will agree with me when I say this, that wax isn't the thing I should go to automatically. Oh, God, no. But <laughs> it would be nice to to have some, smoke some wax anytime, you know. And they have this, like, electronic. It's, I know it's exactly like a vaporizer. Yeah, a vaporizer for dabs. Okay. It's like a vaporizer for dabs. I know what you're saying. Basically, it got a coil inside the heat up that mm -hmm. turns this stuff into smoke almost. Yeah. yeah almost like vaping. Definitely. It's cool. It's really cool looking, <laughs> and I want one. And cool looking or cool working? It's both. Working. Yeah. Okay. See, there's a difference between cool looking oh, and well, cool yeah. working. Remember it, it, that, boys? It's both. And I don't really know how it works. I just got handed it. I took a hit off of it and then passed it on. I wasn't really told how it operates. Yeah. But from what I get, you just put the wax in the bowl, cover it, hit it, pass it. Yeah, okay. So it's so just you, no, that easy. No worry about 
you know, bone off or... Yep. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, like it's a, really it's easy like to a, use. Like okay. It fits in your hand. So it's mm -hmm. not the old school opium or hash where you put the pen in the table and <laughs> no, 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 put no, a little, no, no. little piece on top, light it, put a little cup over it. <laughs> no, I, it's... I, I, I'll tell you what, that that's rough to do, so... That thing's something. Now, for, I bet you that would work with the opium, then. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but probably. It's it's a, it's like a tar. It's it's like resin. So it probably would, then. It, um, I don't um, think they'd advertise for You're that, setting though. it, well, because you're setting it on fire and just basically smoke, uh, inhaling smoke. I mean, it may not work. I don't know. Because that stuff, you said, melts down, right? Yeah. This yeah. stuff, this stuff would be almost turning into ash. You know how resin, if you smoke pot resin, yeah, it turns it, to ash yeah, after a while. You know, yeah. it'll crust up, and get like a rock, and then eventually powder out. So yeah, I don't know if that would work. Cause me and a buddy of mine, we had smoked some opium in high school, and he had it was a bullet, a, a fired off bullet that he had uh, welded a little pipe to, little small round pipe. Yeah, it went to a wooden mouthpiece, and we put the resin in that, and that thing, uh, that opium, holy crap. That thing, we must have smoked on that for two hours. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, because we were, he had something we were putting over it, too, to snuff it out and stuff. But that thing, because the, the piece we had gotten, because we, we went to go get uh, a bag of marijuana, but the guy was out of that, but he did have some opium. And that's what I mean, my friend ended up saying, okay, yeah, I'll take it. And that's what he brought to it. And me and him smoked that. As far as how it was, very lethargic, just mellows yellow. It, it I could see opium dens, how those people are, why they're laying down yeah. in them and all that. I could see why. <laughs> I can do <laughs> But now, do they call those dabs that you do? that you're wanting to do or is those it's wax dabs it's, wax it's, it's dabs. whatever you really want to call it the oil oil not really if it unless it is an oil um shatter crumble okay the snap and pull it's just a bunch of different names for the same thing okay yeah now um son i have to say that my uh what i really want to try is those dry herb vapes um it's the flower you put inside of it okay and it, it vaporizes the flower and then when you're done, you can actually use the bud when you're done for like, it's it's already activated at the, you can use it for edibles. So you can smoke it and then once you get all the brown smoke shit out of the vape, you can like th throw it into some food and shit and make edibles out of it and whatnot. And it I don't will, know, apparently will, it, vaping bud is about healthier or something. Well, I just, well okay. I, but, I just want to try it. So you're, so you're saying you can double dip then? But yeah, that's yeah. Or you, that's you the idea it. behind yeah, it. Yeah, you can even eat it if you wanted to. Like the now, bun, since it's now, already let's activated. say okay, let's say you 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 did you did that. Yeah. Then you pull the bud out and break it up, grind it down, whatever, and you put it in a bowl and you smoke it like a bowl with a fire. Now, are you gonna? I don't, it, I don't think it worked that way. Um, I might. It might just be really harsh weed to smoke. But uh, since it's already activated, you can just eat it and it gets you high the same way. Huh. Yeah, because it's, it's like yeah, it's like see, as if you were gonna like use like just grind up some weed itself and throw it into a jar to make edibles with, and you had to cook the weed or whatever you have to do beforehand. Right. That's what the vape's doing to it as you're smoking it through. See, there. I don't know. See, yeah, I don't know on the edible tip on how you prepare that, but okay. 
Cause I, cause it, see that now I'm wondering, is this thing a waste? Not no, a I, double. Du- you, cause I would consider it being double. Yeah, that's what I would consider you, as well. Yeah. Wouldn't you, Bubba? Like, if yeah, you, you could smoke it or not. Uh, yeah, vape, vape, it. vape it and then turn around and grind it down or whatever you gotta do to put it into you know Food or butter yeah. or whatever you know. Now that's not a bad deal. But if you just vaped it. Yeah. And it's dead. I mean, it's not a waste, so to speak. I mean, it's still an intake but, of marijuana. But, but, but seeing that bud throwing that away would feel like a waste. Oh, yeah, it oh, would. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you can still die. <laughs> a lot of people suggest just saving it. I mean, I don't know how long it lasts or whatnot. Like, I don't if it before it starts getting bad or if it just doesn't, if it loses its potency or whatnot. But I'd have to think that it's not going to get you that high anyway since you've already smoked it for the most part. And it's just holding on to some residual THC. Okay. What you, okay. The basically oh, oh. all the stuff you didn't smoke. Okay, so it would be like for like a. So it's like a good if you had like a bag you're going through. A, a light, a light, uh, like baking. Yeah. Like if you were not trying to get everybody so blown they couldn't see out either eye. Oh, I'm sure it'll you know. do that to you though, because if um, apparently it's able to get a lot more of the THC out than normally, like just the, like smoking a bowl wood or a bong. Then how the hell? I, that's weird. The science behind that is just very, very yeah. It's weird. it's just it it still leaves residual THC inside of it. You can't burn 100% off of it without ruining it. So well, at least okay. at least knowing that, at least knowing that you're not getting all of it out. Mm-hmm. At least you know, not not necessarily to go ahead and throw it into the fire, but to grind it down, and maybe butter it out for it cooking purposes. It doesn't even purposes. have to be put into butter if you don't well, want it to. Well, that's usually what yeah. people do, because it's the easiest way to cook it into things. Oh, yeah. My ass would be putting it in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make sugar out of it. Um, there there's a guy I know. He he brings cookies in. He makes uh, the gummies and mm-hmm. quite a few different things. And what way way it sounded when he talked about it, they're not. It's not like they're grinding up a bag of, of marijuana and throwing it in there. They're doing something else to it that goes into the butter. I mean, it's so you don't you don't you get the flavor. Mm-hmm. Now the cookie, a cookie he made me. Now that I could taste the when you bit into it. Now it was you, you had the aroma of the marijuana. But when you looked at it, you didn't see no, you know, like grounded up weed in there. Yeah. So that's how I don't it usually know, is. I don't know exactly how that's done. So you got to be a master baker, or chef, or something to get the taste out. Because well, it as old as he is, edibles I'm sure he's been doing taste it a long time. like homemade edibles taste like weed. It's the, like <laughs> it tastes like weed with a hint of what you're eating, what you're wanting he to said, eat. It just tastes like weed. Well, what about <laughs> then, then? How do you explain in the movies they get away with the pot brownies? I have no okay. Know. Okay, these these are uninspecting people that don't do marijuana. Maybe the brownies just taste a little burnt. I don't know, maybe. A little you overdone. Don't want, but also, chocolate is overpowering, I, so I, I could see why brownies would also tell be you what, a good way. In the description on this episode, you, I, I want you, son, to put out the email so we can get someone to email the, and tell us uh, the answer to it because we obviously have no clue how... People are getting away with pot and brownies and not knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone out there knows the answer how people get away with this, let us know because we're kind of stumped. Because <laughs> I swear every fucking edible, unless it's from like a dispensary, right. all homemade edibles just taste like straight up weed. I've never had an edible. Like dispensary but stuff, I now, can't I can't vouch okay, for that because they have, have a different a, way of cooking okay, it. Okay, you've had homemade and you've had the, bar, the we'll say store-bought. 
Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay, so you've had both, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is sun. Now, wh- what's the difference in the actual effect of them? Um, I feel like the homemade ones never actually take effect. Though, gummies are completely different. It seems for me. Uh, homemade the, gummies? Yeah, I've had a ho- I've had some homemade okay. gummies and I've had regular ones. Uh, homemade gummies, I took like maybe five of them, and uh, I think like after an hour, I was I felt pretty stoned. Like not really stoned, like I would like to be, but I felt pretty stoned. Though on the converse side, towards the uh, store bought gummies. I took five of those and I was on the floor. <laughs> oh, it was okay. bad. Like, it was great feeling. Like I couldn't complain. But like looking at you, you're like, oh, he's a drug addict. No, he's just really stoned. These gummies got him like wee. <laughs> they were great. I don't. I don't know why though. It seems that like baked goods or confectionate good edibles, they just don't seem to like do it for me. But that might be my physiology. Okay, so so basically, if it's a gummy, you're probably good to go. But yeah. If it's it's a cookie, it just brownie, seems that uh, the homemade one, homemade ones, it depends on how much you're putting in and like and all the that. quality of yeah, it. Yeah, because because dispensary ones, they're always a set milligram of THC inside each gummy or whatnot, or the whole container contains like 10 milligrams, and each little gummy is like maybe there's oh, okay. 10 gummies in there, so each one's one, or maybe there's five, so there's two. So. Okay. Because well, at home edibles, uh, not really measuring how much THC is going into there, so you don't know how potent they are or how not strong they are. Yeah, unless they're buying from the dispensary Just, yeah. to gr- make their own with. So, Bubba, have you ever had uh, the uh, edibles either from a dispensary or from the uh, homemade, I guess? No, no, I have not. I really do want to try edibles, but no, I haven't had any to be honest, I really want to make some edibles. I want to try to make uh, cookies or something. Or even, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I kind of wanted to try to make gummies. Like the sour gummies. I feel like that would have been fun to make. Okay. Though I don't think mom would ever be <laughs> agreed with that. <laughs> yeah, your mom's not a fan of all that stuff. So. She she tolerates us. That's about that's about <laughs> all I can give you. Yeah, we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, we're extreme. Yeah, we're extremely lucky to have your mother. Because I don't know anyone to put up not not only with us but with with the way we are about things. So, oh yeah, you know. But uh, so we don't know how to make the edibles. We're asking listeners if they know, or actually, if they give us some ha- recipes. Yeah, that, basically, give us recipes. Have they done, you know, had some where they've had, you know, homemade that somebody's made and some from a dispensary and tell us what, what the difference they thought was or if there was a difference for them. That would yeah. be pretty cool to find out. And then we could do a follow-up on it because I imagine this type will come up again knowing us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, this is Dad. This is Son. And this is Bubba. Uh, thank you for listening to the Coffee Bar Stories and have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening to Dad and Son on the Coffee Bar Stories. Please join us each week for new stories. All music in today's episode was brought to you by Kevin McLeod.